It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Yeah, we'll yeah. find out Sunday. We'll That's see. why this game's going to be right. so fun. It is time, though, for it's not really a game, but we're going to hand out some awards, some superlatives for the Browns for this upcoming season, and not your traditional who's the MVP, who's the best player, best defensive player. I want some kind of off the radar topics and, and some things we necessarily haven't talked about. So I came up with eight different awards that we're going to hand out. All four of your answers are on one graphic. You guys can go around, I'll tell you the topic, and you can explain why you chose each player for each topic. So the first superlative we're giving out today is the guy we aren't talking enough about for the upcoming season. And four different answers came from you four fine gentlemen. Uh, should we start in that order? Should I should I start first? Sure, yeah, Chubb? you want to start. Um, I love what you said earlier. Nick Chubb's not regular. Or, or you get you, you <laughs> yeah, quoted yeah, Leroy, uh, Leroy. Leroy. Yeah, he's not regular. We have grown to take Nick Chubb for granted and his greatness. And what I'm hearing from fans and media about the offense doesn't even involve Nick Chubb. Yeah. It involves this new look offense and this Elijah Moore cat who is <laughs> supposed to be great. I mean, I, this is a prove it league. This is a grown man league. I got to see it before I'm buying it. And I haven't seen it. I know there's a lot of potential there. Potential, as Warren Sapp used to say, is another word for failure. Because potential at some point has to come performance. I haven't seen that from him yet, but I'm told he's going to change my world. (laughs) That's a lot of big words. But it's funny to me. We have one proven commodity on the offense not named Joel Batonio. And his name is Nick Chubb. But he's forgotten. He just doesn't get the respect he deserves nationally. I think locally he's overlooked. He's admired and appreciated and loved. But when you hear people talk about what we have to do to win, it all revolves around Deshaun Watson. All of it. Yeah, as good as Chubb is, you could always talk about him more. Uh, there's never enough. But Doesn't I dis- seem to be. But I disagree forgotten? with you that he's forgotten. I, we've well, talked about well, him a lot we've heard here. This. Uh, they're, they're going to be more pass run heavy this year than they were last year. Yeah. I, Why I, are you running away from your strength? I, I, well, because you have a better passing game. So, you we know. We do? Well, you should Theoretically. Have I haven't game. seen it yet. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I, I, yeah, right, been, you win by, by passing in the NFL. That's, absolutely. That's, you know, but so I, I, but I, I think nationally Nick Chubb gets a ton of respect. I think mo- a lot of people consider him the I best I just think he's under-talked about. I do. Uh, yeah, I got the, you. The, the, you guy, the guy I think he's under talking about is Jedrick Wills. I just think for a he's, different reason. He's just <laughs> he's below average to average. Like, may, I mean, for a top ten pick, we'll see. Um, you know what they do, but I actually think he's he's the key to whether or not the Browns low key will be good. You're going against guys that have speed rushers that do their thing. I think Jed Wills needs and, and if he just if he just had his effort. I don't mind if you get beat, but just have the effort every single play through the whistle. That's th- Those are the plays that make him look worse than w- what actually he really is. Here's the thing. I, I, you know, I like DeWan Jones. They've been working him in a lot of different places. Um, they got some guys to back him up, but I think this guy is really a, a key to whether or not the passing game looks right 
and if they're going to be able to run the ball consistently like they did in 2020 uh, with Chubb. So I think we should be talking about that a little bit more. This is really funny, and you'll see why when we get to the next when we get to the next one. I picked Jerome Ford as the guy we're not talking much about, and it's kind of an off-the-radar pick. But I think Jerome Ford's going to be really good. And I know going back to Jay's point, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen out Deshaun. We haven't seen out of Jerome Ford. You know, Bubba Ventrone was talking yesterday about he likes to show on Fridays highlight reels from guys' high school seasons. And he said he's showing Jerome today. And he said it's the best high school film he's ever seen. That's crazy. And, and I understand, like, that's high school. It's a few years ago. I just think that there's a role for Jerome Ford in this offense. I know he missed some time in the preseason. Uh, and we've been talking at length. Do they need to bring in somebody else? You know, do they need more help? Is it, can you really count on this guy? Between the return game on kick returns, and, and we've talked before on the show about there are a lot of touches in this offense for guys not named Nick Chubb in the backfield. And I think Jerome Ford's going to get those. And we really haven't spent a lot of time talking about him this preseason. I think he's going to hold a much bigger role in this offense. And I know it gets he's funny. He's essentially the Kareem Hunt now. Yeah, he is. He's it is been funny. hurt, though. That's part of the reason we haven't talked about right, him much. Right, right. Yeah. But, you know, we can talk about – David Njoku is going to be a big, big part of this offense. Elijah Moore is going to be a big part of this. There's only so many guys that can be a big part of this offense. Yeah. And I know I'm picking a backup running back, so what are we really talking about here? But we've studied and analyzed and overanalyzed so many guys on this. I just think he's one of the guys that's flown under the radar that might surprise you and have a bigger role than you so think. So Jason thinks they are going to run the football more this year. I also said return <laughs> game. I think I think he's a better returner. Yeah, he, I think he's I a pretty like, good kick I liked him in the too. return game last yeah. year. I really so did. So I think he's yeah. going to have a role on this team. And Bill, right. you had Delpit real quick. Wrap us up. Yeah, I went with Delpit because I, I thought about who's the best player on the Browns that we never talk about. And everybody better than Delpit. And there's a decent amount of guys better than him. We talk about a lot. We right. never talk about Delpit. There's been a lot of talk about Thornhill. Yeah. I thought the second half of – remember, Delpit was a high draft pick, and he had injuries and ineffectiveness. Second half of last year, he put it all together. And I'm expecting him to have a big season, and especially if Thornhill is hurt, can't play, like he's going to be even more important. So I, he hasn't, I feel like we never talk about him at all. And I think he's a pretty good player, and I think he's a guy we all expected to be good. It finally happened last year, second half. I'm expecting a full season for I think the injuries have kind of kept him yes. out of our conversations, no doubt. too. Yes, but so he's healthy right now. We need him to stay healthy. 100% healthy but right I, now. He was awful early in the year. That's why I don't, right. believe, I don't believe in him yet because I need to see it for a whole year. Yeah. Just, maybe it was the wrong scheme, whatever. He was terrible. Yeah, I think there were a lot season. of guys that looked awful last year, and I think it had a lot to do with the guy that was Could've. drawing up the X's and O's. Could have. All right, Mike, next. All right, next one. I'm going to let Jason start because he's the only person who went off the beaten path here. The next is. The guy we're talking too much about, three guys picked Elijah Moore, and Jason, you went with <laughs> Jed Wills. Jedrick Jed Wills. So, Gene didn't think we're talking the about flip, him enough. The, the, I think we're talking about him too much in a negative light, and now I'm going to, like, die on the Jed Wills hill, which I never That's intended. A bad hill to die I on. never intended to climb this hill, but I think – I think he. I think we make too big of a deal about him, and I don't think he's as bad as what he gets talked about. Now, having said that, is it because of where he was drafted? Probably. Yeah. And that's not his fault. And who fault. he followed. And who we followed. Good followed. Point. Like, I still don't think he's very good, but those things but, factor. And, in. and I have to say, my favorite part of practice is watching Jed Will stretch. Like it's pitiful. And Zach Jackson's play-by-play of watching Jed Will stretch is worth the price of admission. It's hilarious. He could take getting his wrist taped. Make that 12 minutes so he doesn't have to stretch. Like, wow. he runs out on the field and sits down on the bench. Like, there are things that he does that are infuriating. And I get why sometimes he gets some of the criticism that he does. 
I just don't think he's as bad as we've made him out to be. I think he's average. I think he's an average left tackle. You can win with an average left tackle. Do you want elite? Of course you want elite. The Browns clearly agree with that. Yeah, you can't yeah, have a I, turnstile there. I, I agree with G. I think you're wrong. I think he's below average. I don't, I don't think, think he's he horrible, but I think he's below average. The PFF grades every year, he, he's, been, he's been one year he's been average. The other three, he's been below average. I think he, I think. And what else do. can you just use? When it comes to an offensive lineman, I think the he's not because he's not getting the quarterback killed. That's what I look at. Are you getting the guy killed? He's not. I, I think he's. I don't think he's elite by any means, but I think he's. I think he's serviceable he's just mid. and average. But he's and, mid. And when you're when you're drafted in the first round and you come with the hype that he had at and you follow Joe Thomas at a premium mid position, just never more. shines. Enough. You expect, but I'll tell you what. When if he goes down. What are you going to do? Well, yeah. I know what well, I'm going to do. You're, you're probably going to go. Wine Jones! Yeah, Big is going to get moved well, to left tackle. But, yeah, I, at, but again, they're By, by the way, Steve Becker is right. We all failed he this is. assignment. He is. DTR should have been the choice. I had, actually, I had Dewan Jones at first as the Wait. guy being talked about too right. much, sort of in that well, category. Dorian Thompson Robinson. As guys, we, of course, you talk about the backup quarterback in the preseason. And that's why I didn't yeah. go there. He got talked about. But it's way the pre- too much. But it's the, it's the it's preseason. It's why we talked about Amani freaking Bates for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it's totally different. Yeah. Here's the thing with, with the DTR talk. And yeah, I know. What else I, are we judging it on? But, Bull, when you went into this year's camp, this year's camp was much different for the Browns than any yeah. other year that I can remember. It's because you were really talking about five or six roster spots. You weren't talking about any starting jobs. That hasn't happened for right. Cleveland in a long time. Why would, so now what are you going to focus on in training camp? The but second most qualification. The, que- yeah. the question was who got the most talked about. Yeah, but yeah. I, I took Look, it as, I get that, but in terms of guys who are actually going to play and contribute on the yeah, field. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Fair I mean, enough. but it's preseason, and it's there's a different yardstick in right. the preseason. Right. A lot of years we're measuring starting positions. Yeah. Yeah. Many other years we're we're measuring the uh, guys that are make the team. Yeah. This year the big talk was who the hell's going to be our backup quarterback? And he played well. He got a lot of talk. We're not going to mention his name if and he, when right. until Deshaun gets hurt. Right. By he way, is persona Tyvis, non grata now. Tyvis right as usual saying I picked the right player with Delpit. He says, I'm winning the show so far. No, he, he did not say uh, that. He Wait, said it. He did not say that. <laughs> Wait, no, he did. He did say that. Yeah, he, he said Delp was our pick. You guys all it. picked Elijah Moore as the guy, so we'll, we'll move on yeah, to I the mean, next so, one so, But we're obviously right. I mean, yeah, the, the, the three of us are obviously right with Elijah Moore. They, yeah, he has gotten a lot of hype. Of the guys <laughs> a, lot, a lot of hype. Of the For guys that are going too? to. I hear you've been mid. Of the guys the who are going to contribute, he's been the most overtalked player. Without yes. It. Yeah, I mean, the next superlative yeah. had four different answers, so we're going to move on here. This yeah. is the player who scares you the most for the upcoming season. And, Bull, I'll let you start. We'll go around the horn. Four different answers. Bull, you went with the unnamed kicker, a.k.a. Dustin Hopkins. I mean, how could it not be the kicker? No. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, to me, this was a no-brainer. You got, like, on offense – who am I most worried about? Okay, I'm a little worried about Jedrick Wills. Can Njoku play even better? Obviously Watson, but like I'm assuming he's going to at least be good, most likely, because I've seen him be good most of his career. Uh, on defense, yeah, there's some questions at linebacker, but if a, one of the linebackers is not great, all right, they'll survive. A bad kicker could, could, could cost him the season, I think, more than anything else outside of Watson just not being good. Right. So... And, and I have no faith in this kicker. He can't make long kicks. Uh, they, they put all their eggs in the basket on Cade York. Now he's a practice squad in Tennessee. So they have not solved a key problem. And you look at this division, 
Justin Tucker's the best kicker in football. Evan McPherson and, and uh, Boswell are both top five kickers in the league. That's a major advantage that the other teams have over the Browns. And it's not an easy division to kick in. There right. are no domes. Right. It's, they're, for the most part, cold-weather cities. Yeah. So from the last eight games of the season, yeah. can very well be played on an ice sheet. That's right. I agree with what you said, but I can't take the kicker because they could just cut a Monday. If he has a bad game Sunday, they're going to cut a Monday and move on to That's the That's why I just guy. put kicker, not necessarily yeah. the okay. Hopkins. Who they I right picked now. Denzel Ward because of the injury concerns, the contract, and the head injuries. Like, it kind of scares the hell out of me. With the money that they're paying this guy, he misses three to four games every year. Mark it down. He's going to miss three to four games. And now with this fourth concussion, we've talked about it before, I have very serious concerns about his longevity, both and for long-term health for his own good after football, for life after football. So I'm very concerned about Denzel Ward. I think he's going to play Sunday. I think, you know, we've moved past this one, but we're at four. I don't want that meter to keep running. So in terms of his ability on the field, no, I have no fear about who he is. But for cap reasons and for everything else, yeah, I'm concerned about Denzel Ward. Man, easy for me, Taki-Taki. You look at it with uh, his injury uh, last year. I've torn the ACL later in the year um, playing football. Like, you know, when it gets to be October, November. I tore mine a little later, December 13th. And, yeah, you're good. You tear that first ACL. You always worry about it, Jay, you know. You worry about the other ACL. or you, yeah, worry, you worry about the same ACL. You worry about the same one. And when you talk about being a linebacker getting downhill – are you going to trust your leg when you explode and left to right? Taki Taki is also a good guy on special teams. I thought he was a guy that <laughs> plays the middle linebacker position very well in your nickel packages. So, you know, they're going to bring him along a little slower. But, I, you know, just for me knowing his injury history, him and, and Anthony Walker being guys that have not played in contact, have not really done anything because since they've been injured, obviously they get out there. I know they know the playbook, but – I'm not sure I, I'm comfortable with them moving around with these knee injuries that quick. All good points. Uh, I mentioned Taki Taki for one of our later sp- superlatives, but you're all obviously wrong, and <laughs> here's why. I'm going to – all 22, let's call 24, put yeah. the punter and kicker in there, are holding a basket, and you have 100 eggs, and you can hand out the eggs as to how you think – what their importance is for the season. So – Taki Taki, you're going to get four eggs. I'm going to need you to be available and healthy. And kicker, whoever you are, whatever number you wear, you're going to get eight because you got to make kicks. You miss kicks, you're going to lose games. And Denzel Ward, absolutely. Pivotal player on the defense. You're going to get some eggs too. But the guy that's getting the most eggs in his basket is easily the quarterback, Deshaun Watson. This season hinges on number four. And you made a point. You said, you know, I mean, he's, we've seen him be good before. And I, everybody wants to pretend like the last six games last year never happened. I don't think that's pretending it didn't happen. No, but what you said was, yeah. we know that he's been good before. Yeah. But it, it, we talked about how this is a week-to-week league. We're going back three years to his. Yeah, I hear you. It, so, it, it, I fair. can't go back three years. I'm going to say the same thing I said about Elijah Moore. I hear you're really good. I hear you're tearing up practice. But we talk about practice, to quote Allen Iverson. I need to see it, and I hope to God I see it, because all of my eggs are in number four's basket. If those eggs crack, our season is over. If Denzel Ward gets hurt, next man up. It's a, it's a, it's a loss, but next man up. If the kicker misses, you're right. We cut him, we get a new one. It's a loss, but we're okay. Taki Taki, it's the position that the Browns have deemed 
the least important on the roster. Somebody will take his place. Maybe it will be Bull. But (laughs) at quarterback, that's what scares me the most. And I think I've convinced you guys, and now you can admit that I was right. I mean, we can say Deshaun Watson for everyone, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's the extra factor. Someone voted Deshaun Watson for six of the eight answers. So, yes, he does fit. Someone? Really? (laughs) Six of the eight Deshaun Watson. It wasn't me. Mikey Mikey wants to move on. No, no, no. Not not, not like one person, but I mean. At least one of us. At least one of us. Oh, okay. Well, look, that's what it is. Jay, 20 seconds or less, if Deshaun was suspended for all of last year. Yeah. And Sunday would be your first look. I'd at feel him. better about it. Hey, yep. I would feel yep. better about that, it. 100%, 100%. Because I can't wash the taste out of my yeah, mouth yeah. of the New Orleans. Yeah. Those, yeah. those are preseason of, games. You know, so I just, you know, and look, I'm still going to give them some slack. It was a different offense because they had built this thing to run around Jacoby Brissett's motor. Hey, so it was different. But I still saw what I saw, right. and I can't bulky race that's, it from my that's mind. That's the key question. How much, that's the talking point, how much slack are you giving him oh. to you need to see You it? could say you're going to give him slack. If he plays poorly against the Bengals, it's going to be passionate. Yeah. yeah. And that, then those last six games become much more right. meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that, right yes. now, I'm willing to write those off as yeah. a bad, just a bad experience. Right. Right. right, and that's what we will do if he plays well If he year. plays well, it's yeah. all is forgotten. Yeah. And, and 2020, Deshaun Watson Mike, is Mike, I told him 20 seconds. I'm sorry. I know. I told him 20 seconds. Go ahead. Don't we have me three of the same answers for the next one. So, G, you're the only one who's going to speak on this superlative. The most fun guy on the Browns to root for. You three, outside of G, all said Nick Chubb. Wow. But, G, you said Marquise Goodwin. Uh, oh, yeah. Explain that real e- quick. Easy, bro. He, he could have been done. He could have been out of here. We was we was putting him, him on bubble wrap. Career was over. We saw what happened to, to uh, you know, guys like uh, Chris Bosh. That's a serious injury. And I think everybody was giving him the thoughts and prayers. You out of here. You know, yeah, yeah, it's true. like no lie, no lie. You know what I'm saying? You go see, your, your, you know, you see your dude. You be like, man, G. Bush looking sick. You know what I'm saying? We giving him thoughts and prayers. He might be about of here. You give him that pat on the shoulder. You get that two pat. You gone. Yeah. So I thought that was, but he comes back. He practicing. He got a new lease on life. He changed his number. The dude, you root for him just by hearing his story about his sister. And he's a great dude. And he's a great dude. Yep. Came on the show. I'm super rooting for him. Super yeah. rooting for him. You know him what? I'm gonna change my pick. You, super you, you convinced me. Yeah. Because I love Nick Chubb, but you're right. Marquise Goodwin. He's got the best story. He, right he is, and he's just such a good human being, yeah. like Nick Chubb. And yeah. he's a fan of UCSS, which makes us like right. him even more. Okay, next category, next superlative. Which player on the Browns is most likely to make you change your opinion of him this year? Either good to bad or bad to good. Three different answers. Two of you guys doubled up. Steve, you could take it. And, G, you said J-O-K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wait, listen, shout out to DQ. Listen, if De- I'm, I'll give you credit. If Dequel Jackson, it, it, you don't say your spirit is alive and well, I can see you be turning around like Dr. Claude, like yesterday, with the beard on and getting your bottle. But if you got them together in, in, in spring training or, or OTAs, I'll give it to you. I've liked what I've seen from J-O-K so far. Much more decisive, much more downhill. He's hitting the gaps. He's shooting. Boom. If they can do that, JLK can go from a guy we laughed about last year yeah. to oh my goodness, this I is the guy they want. I haven't seen anything from JLK because the preseason doesn't count. I'm going with David. <laughs> I'm going with the date with David Njoku. Now, I think Jason's probably right that, the, and I've thought this way. Njoku probably is what he is. He's a mid tight end, and he's just. But he's above me. I'm going to all right, slightly above me. Yeah. Top I'm twelve. Gonna, I'm going to give him one more chance because this is the first time in his career 
I believe that he's going to play with a, a quarterback that I think is going to be really 1,100 good. yards you got him for? No, I do not have him for 1,100 <laughs> yards. But I think he could get 800. I think he, I think it's possible to get eight touchdowns, nine touchdowns. That would be a monster year. If he had 837 yards and nine touchdowns. Compared, all, to what, compared to what we've seen, it's yeah. not Travis Kelsey, but he's no. never going to be Travis but we'd Kelsey. We'd all sign for that. No. Yeah, of course yeah, we so would. So I, I think he could do that. Right. And you, obviously, Very you guys good. got yeah, Watson. Yeah, ours speaks for itself. That. Deshaun Watson, yeah. you know. I, my pendulum could swing very, very far on, on Deshaun Watson. You going to get a jersey? And we're going to talk pendulum. Sure, hell yeah. Some of these questions wins, were kind of similar. I don't wear right? jerseys. <laughs> yeah, yeah men don't wear jerseys. No, other, not about other men. We have Mary Kay waiting in the wings, so we're going to fly through these last saying? three real okay. quick. Yep, very, very quickly so we get to Mary Kay. The guy most likely to be traded midseason, G and Bull both said DPJ. Jay, you said Njoku. Yeah. Um, I... I you know, we've talked about him, what expectations are for him. We know that the importance of the tight end position is big. Damn, uh, he looks like Tarzan. I'm not going to say he plays like Jane. He looks like Tarzan, but he's never played like Tarzan. Uh, and I think that even if the Browns come to the conclusion that he's never going to be Tarzan, there's always going to be somebody that looks at this guy physically and watches him walk into a room, whether it's in street clothes, no shirt, or a full uniform, and they're going to say, Wow. This Jay, guy could be the greatest tight end ever. If Jay is right about this, it's a disaster. It means the Browns are having a terrible season and, and everything's gone off the wheels. If we're right about this. Or the, another tight end steps up. Well, but who's, who the hell's going to They don't have enough, you know. Oh, well, they have Harrison Bryant. So mine yeah, wants to trade him on the plan. That's who Jason said. That's who I say. <laughs> I think that they have enough depth at tight end that if you can. What are you going to get it for Harrison Bryant? Well, if he can't sweat. get on the field, if he can't get on the field because the guy's in front yeah, of him. Nobody's going to trade anything for him. But it's a position of need. Like, it's hard I to find good know. tight ends. And like, you're going to get more for Harrison Bryant. You're a DBJ. No, you yeah, get something. Harrison Bryant's never done anything. We're going to get for DPJ a fifth. Right, well, you, maybe. Okay. And DPJ is a guy who could be traded even if they're good because maybe Cedric Tillman starts making inroads. They're like, he's going to be gone. A team's looking for a receiver. Maybe we could trade him for a, a fringe linebacker. You need more receivers on the field. Right. You All right, what else? What's next? We're going to skip the pendulum guy because we've already talked about all yeah, four guys on question. there. And we're going to go to my favorite one. This was a G. Bush submission. Guys you simp for this year. The guy who you... <laughs> Regardless of how they perform on the field, just, just root for. I hate that. You have term. a heart soft, uh, soft spot in your heart for. Uh, Jay, you went with Denzel. Everyone, you got 10 seconds each. Tell us why, and then we'll bring in Mary Kay. Yeah, I, I, I love Denzel. I need him to be the Denzel that we saw a couple of years ago, not the one we saw last year. I don't know what was going on with him last year. I think it may, I don't know if it was personal off the field. He just was did not play like Denzel Ward. Um, I'm, I'm rooting hard for him to return to the – number 21 that got that $100 million contract. Man, I've been looking for I've been looking for a soulmate to go besides Miles Garrett for years, and I think I finally found it. Zedarius <laughs> Smith, man, you're fun. You got the dreads. You look the part. I like with the energy level. And I need 13 sacks. I, I'm on record saying 13. And that's like a high, that's a high figure. But, you know, I'm simping for him because I love the Browns defensive line. You know, I'm a, I'm a defensive lineman. Jason. So. First of all, I don't sit for no one. Nobody. <laughs> Good point. And this he don't wear jerseys. Question. No don't jerseys and simping. No one. So I should have just left this one blank. But I do like Wyatt Teller a lot. <laughs> oh, so you're shipping for Wyatt Teller? <laughs> well, I had to pick somebody. I had to pick somebody. Jason Lloyd of the Athletics says he's shipping. No, no, no. No, I like, I like Wyatt. I think he was really hurt last year. I think he was hurt more than people realized. He was playing through a lot of stuff. Didn't have a great year. He's healthy now. I think he's going to have a big year. You guys all embarrass yourselves with this answer. 
The best player to play for the Browns since 99, not named Joe Thomas, yeah. is Nicholas Jamal Well, Chubb. we could pick right. and that's Chubb and Deshaun Watson for every no, answer. Like, Chubb I'm trying to be creative is, and mix it up here. Is the best running back the Browns have had since, since Jim Brown. He's going if, – if he stays healthy and does it for a few more years, he's, in the, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He does everything right. He's always about the team. He never causes controversy. He never gets in trouble. He never parties. He never does anything. He stays at his house and plays football, and that's all he does. He is the freaking man. You forgot about Tommy Vardell. Touchdown. Right, it's close between those two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, touchdown, Tommy. <laughs> well, that was fun, guys. We appreciate it. We'll go back and revisit this at the end of the season. Before we bring in Mary Kay, I need to remind you guys that if you don't have a pair of Bird Dogs already, make sure you head over to birddogs.com, get you a pair of the most comfortable shorts, joggers, sweatpants, any kind of athletic or casual where you need. Bird Dogs, the official sponsor of today's episode of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And joining us now from outside the practice facility of Cle- Cleveland Browns is the Hall of Famer. It is Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com. Mary Kay, Kay. happy game week. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good to see you. We're great. We've been talking about so many different issues. Um, (laughs) Let's start with the injuries because, obviously, Denzel Ward with the concussion protocol, and, uh, you know, we're we're worried about that. Um, We all kind of think that he's going to go. Juan Thornhill also uh, on that list. Can you you add anything to to, (coughs) about those two guys for Sunday? Well, first of all, Zach Taylor just said Joe Burrow's starting. Now, that's not a big surprise because we expected him to start. So, uh, you know, Joe said himself on Wednesday or Thursday that he was ready to go and he was going to play. But as far as Juan Thornhill and Denzel Ward, uh, was just out at practice. Juan Thornhill was not practicing for the second straight day. It sort of flew under the radar yesterday. It seems like Everyone kind of missed this. I put a headline on it. I I thought it was significant, Um, and I still think it's significant. Today was his second straight day out of practice, and, you know, he is one of the starting safeties and really good at what he does, and you do not want to play this game without him when you're going against Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. So hopefully for the Browns, he'll be back. He brings so much. He brings energy in the back end. Uh, He brings, uh, you know, the ability to take the football away. Uh, to get some interceptions. So we'll have to see what goes on with that. Denzel Ward, uh, he was out there practicing again. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be cleared from the concussion protocol in time to play in this game, but he certainly has been practicing on a limited basis at least, and I'm sure they'll do everything they can to try to get him out there. Mary Kay, what are the? Uh, have you spoken to the players yet today already? No, we're going to be, uh, we've got Kevin coming up at uh, about 12.50, and then we get the players right after that. What do you expect the reaction to be uh, to Jamar Chase's comments yesterday? Uh, You know, I think they'll be pretty low-key publicly about that, but you can bet that, as Greg Newsom said yesterday, he keeps the receipts on those kinds of things. So uh, these guys are going to use that. You're looking for anything that you can get for motivation for a game. And for Jamar Chase to... Uh, almost, or, you know, to say he's thought about calling them the elves, you know, them some fighting words. I mean, it's kind of playful and fun. I'm sure he wanted to do something to try to spice things up a bit. It's been a little bit of a quiet week. Uh, and, you know, I mean, these guys will accept that challenge. The Browns will will come out and they'll they'll be disrespected by this. And, you know, they will do whatever they can to get themselves up for this game. You know, Mary Kay, uh, what do you make of the, the comments that uh... – uh, Deshaun Watson says that he's tired of talking about, uh, you know, t- 2019 and 2020 and that he can be better than that. Um, 
you know, you know, before he kind of said, you know, you know, I shouldn't be mentioning those, uh, you know, ranks because I haven't played in two years. But it seems like he's gaining more and more confidence in his what he's going to be able to do on the field as the days get closer to the game. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, I think he's been pretty consistent uh, with what he's been saying. He told us last year a couple of times that he doesn't want to be the quarterback that he was in 2020. He wants to be better. So when he said that again this week, you know, I didn't take that as news because I had heard it several times before. Uh, but in, in terms of feeling that he doesn't deserve to be up in those rankings, he's using that as fuel. He's using that as motivation. He likes it when he gets a little bit dissed like that because it helps him get his game face on. So I, you know, I think once again, he's keeping the receipts and he's going to use these things to go out there and try to show that he is still an elite quarterback. Mary Kay, we played a game earlier where who's your X factor on offense and who's your X factor on defense. And I'm just curious, what would you, how would you respond to that? Who's the X factor for this Browns offense this season? Or what, Mikey, was it, I don't even know. Is it for Cincinnati or for the year? No, it was for Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh, for Cincinnati. But they couldn't be Deshaun Watson or Miles It couldn't be Deshaun or Miles, and Jay and I can't read that part and both picked Miles, apparently. But for this (laughs) game, X-Factor offense, X-Factor defense. Hmm, that's that's a really good question. Um, You know what? I am going to say Amari Cooper. I'm going to go with Amari Mm. Cooper because I think that uh, Deshaun's going to try to hit him on some big plays. We saw them uh, hit a 53-yarder together. Uh, in the season, uh, the preseason finale against the Chiefs, and they want more of that. These guys have looked really good in practice together. I'm sure that Elijah Moore is going to be a huge factor in this game, and I could have picked him as well. Uh, but for right now, I think I'm going to go with Amari Cooper. Mary, well, Kay, Mary Kay, Jerome Ford, I, we know he's good to go. What do you expect his role to be or any of the other running backs' role to be in this game? How much of a role will we see from those guys? Well, you know, I think Jerome Ford's role may have been a little bit more than what it could possibly be on Sunday, only from the standpoint that he missed most of training camp with a pull to hamstring, and he's just getting back into the swing of things. So, you know, I don't know if he's 100% ready to go for the kind of duty that they wanted to give him, Um, but, you know, we'll have to see how that plays out. We've heard a lot of talk about Nick Chubb, that they're going to use him more on third down, that he's going to get more passes out of the backfield and if he does then you won't need Jerome Ford as much as you use Kareem Hunt in those roles but I asked Alex Van Pelt about this yesterday and he said that Jerome Ford is ready to step up into that third down back role and do whatever he's asked to do. Mary Kay we've heard so much talk about expectations for the Browns offense I've heard folks um, closely connected to this team tell me that offense is going to be completely different it's going to be exciting it's going to be off the charts we showed none of it in the preseason. To me, that just heightens my expectations. That, to me, sounds like we're going to see a Kansas City Chiefs or Buffalo Bills offense. What are your expectations for this offense? And how good can they be if everything gels and everything comes together? Can they be a Buffalo, a Kansas City, or a Cincinnati? Or is that just way too big of a leap for right now? No, I, I think they can be that. You know, I, I did talk to Marquise Goodwin about that. Uh, just yesterday, and he was saying, you know, there is no limit on what we can accomplish. And from a talent standpoint, I agree with that, but it has to come together. It has to, you know, you have to put it out on the grass. You have to do it against a defense. Uh, Everybody has to show that they can mesh well with Deshaun. He's got to get back to uh, the level that he played at in Houston or better. And um, I think they have the opportunity 
and the ability to be a very explosive, high-octane offense. I mean, why not? They've got it all. They've got the quarterback. They've got the receivers. They've got the tight ends. They've got the offensive line. They've got the running back. I mean, they have every single thing that you need to be an excellent offense. I, I have a feeling that it's going to look pretty good. Well, Mary Kay, um, one guy we have not heard of is Nick Chubb. Um, we've heard of him actually, you know, a lot in the past, but we have not heard from him in the preseason. Um, is he going to be a, a, a big part of what this offense is going to do moving forward, especially in this game? Yeah, I think so. You know, whenever you have a talent like Nick Chubb who can run the ball that the way that he can, and now he's going to add more uh, catches out of the backfield, I, I think he'll be a big part of this game. They're going to be running a, lots of, a lot of different things. They're going to be running more RPOs, uh, you know, all kinds of different things that we necessarily haven't seen in the past. And I think he'll get his touches. I think he'll get his runs. I think he'll get some catches. And, uh, you know, when you have a, a weapon like Nick Chubb, you're going to use them. Who do you think is going to be inactive in terms of the wide receivers, Mary Kay? Is, is Tillman definitely active on game day Sunday? Um, yeah, I think he'll be active on game day on Sunday okay. because he does give you that different element of that big body wide out that, that you would need. So, um, yeah, I think most of the receivers will be up and active. You know, some of them are going to be used, obviously, also on special teams. You know, Donovan will be used as a punt returner in addition to catching passes. Uh, offense. Um, so I, I think that most of the, the wide receivers on the roster will be up. Mary Kay, we talked about this earlier in the show, and G and Jason went a little back and forth on it. Is this the most excited Browns fans have been for an opener, the most anticipated opener since they've came back to Cleveland? You know, I don't think so. I have felt this Thank before. You. Uh, you know, when Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, was first here, th those were like really, really hyped up exciting years uh you know the year after they made the playoffs everyone had such high expectations that year so i can't honestly say that that this is number one in terms of excitement i'm just saying the brown i've never seen browns fans this cocky heading into a season i i haven't in the years you've been covering the team longer than me well, Mary you Kay. fell and hit your head because they're uh, like this every yeah September. i remember walking into the stadium on the home opener against the titans yep. and I, yeah, but the I, titans, I was walking on clouds but, and when i left i felt like i'd just been hit by a but bus that least, I you got hit by, you got hit by frederick at, charles kitchens that's exactly <laughs> the bus driver is there a difference between excitement and cocky Excitement yes. is like, oh yeah, this is good. Yes, be. cocky is there like, is. oh no, no. We, we and that play. was against the Titans, who were a nothing team. You're playing one of the best teams in football. Last year, the, the defense told us they were going to be top five, maybe number one. <laughs> we had Jacoby Brissett playing quarterback. They, nobody thought they were going to be that good. The defense thought they were going to be exceptional. Well, the defense could think whatever they want. I mean, we all well, picked them we to go saw what nine. they were. They all were right, mom and dad, stop yeah, fighting. Yeah. Mary I mean, Kay, just, I'm with you. 2019, they were lined up the night yep. before to get in the Muni lot. They were lined up on the nuts. streets and screaming Super Bowl. and now, now, all of that being said, I think what we did say at the start of the show, and Mary Kay, you can weigh in on this, I think this is the most important no doubt. Yes. season that I agree since with. the rebirth. Because even though there were expectations there, we were still relatively in the honeymoon stage. We're a different quarterback regime removed from that, and everybody in the organization yeah. put all their chips in the middle of the table on this quarterback. This is a massively important home opener, but I think there's been more excitement around home openers. Do you agree? 
Yeah, I would say that uh, that this is probably the most important because of all the money they spent on Deshaun Watson, of all the draft picks they spent on him. And this is his first full season. This is the beginning of the Deshaun Watson era. And this is supposed to be the quarterback that can take you to the Super Bowl. So in terms of it being most important and most money spent, most draft capital spent, I would say that uh, there's the most pressure on this season than any other. Yeah, and which, it's wild to think of. This is his first home. O- this is his yeah. first season opener in right. three years. Yes, uh, Dustin Hop. Uh, yeah, Dustin Hopkins. Yeah, uh, D Hop. I, I don't trust this guy at all, Mary Kay. I don't know why. I still don't understand why they haven't signed Robbie Gould. He's still a free agent. He's way better than Dustin Hopkins. Why have they done this? And will they correct it if he screws up kicks in the first couple of weeks? Well, they're not going to tolerate uh, someone who's missing kicks. So, you know, this is what they felt was their best chance going into this game. I don't really know why they didn't sign Robbie Gould. Uh, You know, we'll have to see. What we do know about Dustin Hopkins is that he's excellent from 49 yards and in, not so great from 50 plus, 15 out of 30 from that range. And so it does change your game plan, and it really does uh, impact of what you're going to do when it comes to making a, a really long game-winning kick or otherwise. So, um, you know, so we'll, you know, we'll just have to see how this works out. And again, he's only been here for a couple of weeks. So if, if he doesn't work out and they have to pivot, they'll do so. You know, I guess it, it doesn't matter now, but I'm just curious. Do you think that Cade's last miss against Kansas City cost him the job? Do you think that was the one that put it over the edge at the end of the game? Um, if he makes I would that say kick... That- I, I would say maybe the you know the whole game. I mean, missing the extra point the way that he did, and yeah. just miss hitting the ball the way that he was doing that day. I, I think that that was a huge factor that he just was going in the wrong direction in terms of the way the ball was coming off of his foot. So that last one was the nail in the coffin, but there were other nails for sure. Tell the train to quiet yeah, down. Yeah, the train passing yeah. through the parking lot. <laughs> Lanes, Thanks. trains, and automobiles. So who you got winning, Mary Kay? You pre- you want to predict the game? Uh, yeah, I'm picking the Browns to win this game just because I think the uh, – now, I, I made that pick last night before Joe Burrow went out and got his $275 million extension. He's going to be fired up. He's going to be in a great mood after all that. Um, but I just feel like there's going to be something about this Browns defensive line uh, that is going to try to make his life miserable. And the Browns seem to match up pretty well against the Bengals. So I am going with the Browns in this game 31-28. to 28. Wow, oh, very close. Cool. Thank Thanks, you, Mary Kay. Kay. Uh, yeah, it's, appreciate we're, we're it. 93 minutes in, it's the first mention of the contract yeah. extension. Yeah, that's true. Burrell. Thanks, Mary, Mary Kay. Kay. thanks. Great stuff as always. Take care. Uh, thanks, guys. The the market has spoken, and no quarterback has received more guaranteed money to date. Three year, two years plus removed. Yeah, from the, I look at it as I know it's not guaranteed. He's, I, I, I think too much is made of that because – you know, he's, got to, he's going to get that whole 275. There's no chance. He, the only Unless way, he collapses. The, the only way he's not going to get... We're going to talk about the contract get... at the very end, Bull. Save, yeah. save your thoughts. Right. We've got headlines oh. coming up first, and then we're going to do the contract. Uh, you got to read Why can't too, we right? just do it since we started talking about it? We're not going to talk about it for two minutes, Mike. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot more to get into than two minutes. All right, fine. And i got Go a ahead. fast read that has to Go cut ahead. you do off. So if you guys haven't, make sure you all check out Behind the Glass, myself, Anthony, and yeah. Adam the Bull. The Bull himself joined us on Behind oh, the Glass yesterday. Oh, yeah, it was on yesterday. Answered some fan questions, including what was coming up in the TV carousel for himself. Check it out every week. Myself, Anthony Earl. A little extra content for you guys as we continue to provide the most coverage in the city of your Cleveland Browns. We will talk Burroughs' contract, Watson's contract, how they're perceived, how the media will cover both 
shortly. But first, Mary Kay gave her pick. It is time to give ours. Bull, would you like to reveal your headline, your first headline of the season? Yeah. For the UCSS Times. Let's see how the graphic looks. We got Sheldon. <laughs> Football is back. Sean uh, Watson plays well, but Chubb's late score leads to win. I, the Bengals, you know, Joe Burrow's not going to be at his best. There's no doubt about it. He hasn't played at all. Right. Um, he's coming off an injury, and I think he's, I mean, he's fine. But it, the Bengals, the last two years, Joe Burrow's been hurt. For whatever reason, he hasn't played. I don't think he's played a preseason game. I think we were talking about this the other day. First year. It was was COVID, so no preseason. Second year, he was coming off the torn knee. The third last year, he had the emergency appendectomy, and this year, he had the the calf strain. Now, this is not a serious coincidence. Yeah, it's bizarre. Or not <laughs> uh, so bizarre. So I don't expect him to be at the best. The Bengals have even these two years when they've gone to the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship game have gotten off to so-so starts, and they've lost their two home openers to, or two openers. The Browns have uh, the Bengals have never or Zach Taylor's never won in Cleveland. Uh, I think the Browns owning the Bengals is a little overstated because it's really to me only three games that matter the last two years and the Browns are two and one in them but there's still something to that and so ultimate but I think it's gonna be a lower scoring game. I think both offenses will struggle. I think both defenses are not getting enough uh, hype. I think both defenses are really good. In the end, the Bengals will settle for field goals a couple of times, and that will be the difference in the game. The Browns will pull out a 21-20 win. It's funny you said that. Um, yeah. It's like baseball, pitching is ahead of hitting early in the season. Yeah. And I think in the NFL, I think defense is ahead of the offense. We saw that last, yeah, night. last night. I thought we could have a pinball machine, and there for a second it looked yeah. like we were going to. But the defense has stood up and won the day, and yeah. it's interesting that you think that will happen on Sunday as well. As, actually, I picked that score – before the game last night, and it was that was the same score last yeah, night. It was 21-20, but I got 20. the same type of score. All right. I didn't pick a score because I'm a coward. <laughs> <laughs> Put but your I money where your headline. mouth is. But I did have a headline. Uh, the Schwartz makes Brown's defense better. This was actually supposed to be originally <laughs> a play on Anthony Schwartz and, and then trying to also tie in the Schwartz be with you and – uh, Anthony helped me out there. I didn't realize for a second that that was Burrow and that was Schwartz. I was like, who are those people? Yeah, Schwartz <laughs> makes Brown's defense better. Bull, kind of to what you just said, I don't think Joe Burrow's going to be that sharp because he's missed the last month. You know, how, how much has he actually practiced? How much reps has he actually taken? So, for that reason, I do think the defense is going to be better this year. I think they're going to force a couple of turnovers, whether it be fumbles on the ground, picks. We know Greg Newsom ain't going to get one of them, but maybe somebody <laughs> else will. It's not a thing. But it's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. But if they can force a couple of turnovers, i like the Browns to win this game. I didn't pick a score because I'm a coward. G. Bush, you're up next. <laughs> that was another good. I didn't pick a score. I'm a coward. <laughs> Where you're getting this stuff from? I don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, Watson delivers the fireworks. Uh, Burrow limps uh, out of uh, Cleveland with the L. Uh, the fireworks is coming. Um, now, I think the, the the biggest point is Joe Burrow running around, moving around. Big part of Joe Burrow's game is his mobility. He's an underrated scrambler. He has underrated mobility. Uh, he gets out of danger a lot. He scrambles. He can step up in the pocket. He dips and dives. He throws the ball. And they got receivers that can play the scramble drill. The guys, those guys are in complete sync. However... I think we haven't talked about a guy all day, and that's because Mikey said don't mention him because he's that good, Miles Garrett. He's he's done what he's supposed to do, nine nine sacks. I think this guy comes out here, and I've been on record saying he gets three. Miles Garrett gets three sacks. Wow. 
in this game, I think Joe Burrow limps around, and I think Deshaun Watson doesn't quite throw for three. He throws for about 289, very efficient, three touchdowns. Cleveland Browns win this game, and they put, guess what, 28 points on the board. I got him winning 28-17 over Joe yeah, Burrow. When you said guess what, I thought you were going to say like 50 or something. No. Wow, 28-17. 28-17. No. Ten points in this league. That's, that's, this that's, that's, a, that's like a, a touch. Yeah, you know? that's. What was the Halloween score last year? I mean, that was complete domination. Yeah. I just kept expecting with the next every next possession, oh, this is where the tie's going to turn. Coming. And this it was, they, and that was what they were. And the know? Bengals didn't lose again to the AFC Championship no, I know game after that, yeah. which is wild. That's, that's how, they play, how badly they played that game. 13 Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's a yeah, – You're talking about a 19-point show. Bengals dressed down. up like the Browns for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my pre-written headline – I'm nervous now because we all four have the Browns, wow. the underdog, winning. Yeah. Uh, and make that five of five when I read mine. Right, yeah. Yikes. I mean, look, we're 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 homers. We're drinking the Kool Aid. And Mary Kay we're, did, and Ben Baby, who covers the Bengals, also picked. Well, the I'm not a homer. Yesterday. Ben went with the Browns. That's interesting. No, you're I'm right. Not you're not. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's a it's a Cleveland show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's but hard if to I pick against you know, Cleveland, I mean, listen, I think we all know this game's a toss up. It could go either way. It could go either way. You know, yeah. You, I, I think they're going to do it with defense. I, with, I'm totally with you guys. Yeah, it's very difficult for a quarterback to just come out of mothballs. Yeah, hasn't played a taken a meaningful snap. Yeah, we in, saw that last year. <laughs> nine months. <laughs> we know that movie. Uh, and Joe's going to make some plays to be sure. His wide receivers are going to make some catches, but they're not going to be the in sync rhythm offense that they'll be in November. And so I think as much as I hated this game when the schedule came out. I love it now because they're getting a Joe Burrow that's just out of bubble wrap. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the difference in this game. I do think – now, you have Miles. If, if he gets three, he's on, on pace to have 51 sacks. Which would more than double the all-time record. That's All right, if he gets that. So, that's a big goal, but um, I think he's going to get after him. If yeah, he gets that, there you go. Yeah, here, I'm, I'm ready if he does. <laughs> if, he, yeah, yeah. if he does get um, the – The purple's the one that kills you. <laughs> <laughs> that happens killed, to be my favorite. Killed Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> but, so it's, um, it's funny. So we asked the headlines, and a lot of times they're very different. This time we asked you four, and G went with offense. The other three of you guys – well, no, boy, you went Chubb, excuse me. So yeah, two offense, offense. Yeah. two defense. Mine plays right in line with what you said, Jay. How about Joey Burrowed by the Browns? Browns sack NFL's highest played player <laughs> five times. I actually think wow. he's going to get three sacks too, G. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid with you. Miles Garrett's <laughs> campaign for, you. <laughs> for defensive player of the year this, starts on Sunday. There we go. I'm going to just say these numbers one more time. <laughs> In five career games against Joe Burrow, he has nine <laughs> sacks and 30 pressures. Nine sacks and 30 pressures. That is six pressures and 1.8 sacks per Bull, game. Bull, is that because the Bengals' offensive line has been suspect in the I past? Know. Or is it just because he, he's got another gear to his motor that he clicks it to when he's playing Cincinnati? I, I think it's both. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Bengals have had a poor offensive line. It's gotten a little better every year. I expect it to be better this year the than best last. it's been. Yeah, I agree I expect it to, to find. I expect them to finally get to the middle of the road. With but their the Browns' offensive line, line is, is, is better yeah, than it's been. Browns' offensive line is also way better than it's ever been. Yeah. Uh, and now you can't – you just can't double-team him as much as you – now the Bengals – and I think part of this is I haven't liked the Bengals' game plan against Miles Garrett. I don't know what they're going to do this week, but in the past – they haven't doubled him a lot. No, they have not. And D- Miles Garrett gets doubled more than any player in the league, but the Bengals have not doubled him as much as other teams, is this a ki- which, which I don't get. Zach Taylor has to wake up and smell the, the roses think. here. 
it, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. You bet, damn well better double him because if you don't, yeah. you're going to get the similar results. Especially if he lines up against Jonah Williams on the right. I mean, you've got to have a tight end to help him out. I think with Orlando Brown, it's a different story. You, you, you know, he can – I think, again, Miles Garrett's a better defensive end than Orlando Brown as a left tackle. But Orlando Brown's a good enough left tackle that he'd be able to hold his own at least against Miles Garrett. Yeah. Jonah Williams can't – he's going to eat Jonah Williams' lunch if he goes up against him. And so on that side especially, they should, they should have a tight end or, or at the very least, a running back helping out almost all the time if he if he goes against uh, Jonah Williams. All right. So, uh, no need to watch the game Sunday. Yeah, it's we got to figure it out. It's a wrap. They're going to yeah. win. The Browns are going to start 1-0, and the Bengals no, will be 0-1. Don't say that. <laughs> Listen, yeah. We, this is a team that's won two openers don't say that. since 1999. We, we, we two got, and a half, because they got a tie. We just got to get to the game. We're just going, we're going to go out there and do our thing. And we're all out here. Oh, they're going to win. They're going to win. We never learn. And I will remind everybody one last time that on Sunday at the two-minute warning, G. Bush, Earl of myself, will be going live with instant reaction to whatever happens. It was some of our favorite moments last year. It provided some instant classics. Oh, week one especially. Including Cade York's game winner, Bulls' reaction to that, the meltdown against the Jets, and wow. much, much more as we went throughout the season. That had to be the, the most warning. compelling live it was good uh, programming that we came up with all year. It was very, very good, I mean, and I hope you guys tune in again. Just to have some watch fun with a bowl on the on the ebbs and flows of the Panthers game. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. When Kane York yeah. made the kick, he said, "Baker, you suck." <laughs> that was so funny. And then he threw up the next Jay day. Yeah, hopefully, I won't right. throw up. Kane York was the right pick. Hopefully, I won't be throwing up here no. on Monday. <laughs> no, Mikey says, "Oh, listen, they're shooting off the fireworks. They're shooting off the fireworks." Guys, the Browns are going to win this game. Nick Chubb does what he's supposed to do, scores a touchdown this game. Guys, hold on. Guys, the, the Browns didn't get the one-side kick. The Jets have it. The Jets have it. Oh, my goodness. They scored. He's wide open. The Browns are going to lose this game. Oh my but I, I think, honestly, as watching the game was, was one of the most painful things I've ever done. I'm talking about the Jets. Yeah. But watching – Bull and you guys watch the game and see those reactions oh. was actually better than watching the game itself. <laughs> it hurt. It those, fun. Do those live up there where people yeah. can go Yeah, oh, there's see a them? whole carousel. You go watch them oh, all, all was, 17 Go down that year. rabbit that hole. Crazy. Go to the week one post-game show. Weeks one and two. Yep. Then go to Monday after week one when the first mention of the Cincinnati Bengals losing came up on the show. That's when Bull famously barfed on air. And then go down the rabbit hole of watching the Jets live post-game show as London and Rome were falling in real time. I got breaking news. Uh Breaking news. What do we got? According to Adam Schefter, Denzel Ward has been removed from concussion protocol. Yeah. Clear to play on Sunday against the Bengals. Denzel Ward will play. Juan Thornhill still on the injury report. Um, His status very TBD. I have one super chat, then we're going to get into the last thing today. But Preston Herring sent this at the beginning of the show, Jay, when you were talking about your recovery. He said from Preston, COVID had me down all week as well, but UCSS and Browns football has brought me back. I am locked in. Love you guys. Go Browns. Go. They win Love by it. 20 you don't, on you don't need, uh You don't need Plaxovid or any of these. Uh, th- just watch the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, right. and it will make your COVID Have get you back better up. instantly. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say, it, when, when uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jay, but when Mary Kay said that Denzel was on the field practicing, I – Took that that he had been cleared from protocol because no, you can't. We, we were talking we about, were talking that, about that You yes, can sir. limit. You can be in a limited. But practice. she didn't even say his contact was limited. She just right. said he's out on the field practicing. So yeah. I, I had taken that to 
that he's he been was out cleared. on the field each of the last two days, but he can't. It's As no a contact, limited participant, limited yeah. himself, she didn't so. say limited participant. Well, she but said, she didn't know. She wouldn't have known yet because you don't get to. see Yeah, practice, you only right? see the first couple. You only minutes see like the so. warmups. And yeah. Well, that's great news. It that is, is big news great for the news. Browns. What is Thornhill listed as on? He's the listed question. as questionable with a calf injury. He'll probably be a game time at this point. Yeah, it sounds it, like he it's will amazing. Be. You look at uh, both these teams. There's only for the Browns the only questionable player is Thornhill. Right. For the Bengals, their one of their rotational defensive linemen, Joseph Asai, is out. Yeah, and that's it. So wow. both teams are, you know, I know there's some nagging stuff here and there, including Burrow, right. but both teams are very healthy heading yeah. into this game. That's one more announcement before we talk about the contract extension for Joe Burrow, guys. We have officially broken a record for Friday views by far. Yeah, not even close. Really, our highest viewed Friday show of all time. We still got 15 minutes to go on a topic that people have been asking for. Joe Burrow signed his contract. First of all, thanks to all the viewers. Yes, yes. I, thank CSS. you guys. Thank the last you, two weeks, I think we've had 10 of our 15 highest rated shows of well, all time. Well, you know what tells including me Including number one and two. Uh, it's what we spoke to. Yeah. The anticipation and the excitement about this Brown season yeah. is, is at a historical fevered pitch. The combo of that and us establishing the show now for 15 sure. months yeah. has, has led to this. Yeah. I thought and, it was me being here. Well, and that's well, people love watching Jason pick his earwax. I mean, that's, yeah. for me, I this can't get it. This thing has been it. popping out the whole show. I've been watching it, and it's really I'm going to buy Jason, Jason an earwax. Earpiece. He needs one. I'll, I'll, I'll put you in touch with how you get one of those. All right. yeah. It fits your ear. It never comes out. Oh, it's molded. It's really nice. The Jason, we can get been... you in touch with Joe Burrow, who now has, I think, a little extra cash to be wow. able to afford a molded ever. earpiece yeah. for you. He did sign a contract extension last night. Five years, 275 is the total number, 219 guaranteed slightly less than Watson on the guaranteed side the most money ever in total money but I know you're the Bengals guy here yes Steve you take that <laughs> I, obviously I was very excited about this because the Bengals had but the Orlando Brown Jr. contract that they just signed a couple of months ago this is had stunning. been the biggest guarantee they had ever paid 50 million the Bengals I believe had never signed a player, even including non-guaranteed money, to even... I don't think they've ever had a $100 million contract before That's that I can recall. insane to me. And you knew they had to do it. I know there were some clowns that were like trying to bust my ball saying, oh, they're never going to sign him. He's going to be gone. Uh, that couldn't happen. They could never let him get away. No way. Otherwise, they might as well fold up the franchise. They might as well. If you're going to spend any money on a guy besides Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be on He's this He's a generational guy. talent. There's no doubt about it. He took them from one of the worst franchises in the league to one of the best franchises. Obviously, they, they have good talent around him. But he's the, the main reason so why. So we want to know how this compares to the Watson contract. And Will I, this get talked about as much as the Watson deal? Uh, in I mean, terms of what? In terms in, of what? In terms of, like, you know, people bring, when they bring up Deshaun Watson, the first thing they bring up is how much money he make. Now, yeah. are they going to be like 219 guaranteed? No. I, I think it creates more no. pressure on him. I think it puts more pressure no doubt. on Deshaun Watson. But obviously, it's a different story, G, because... He's played great since the moment he came in the league, and since Watson signed his contract, he was suspended and then didn't play well. That's a big difference. Number two, Watson has the off-the-field stuff, which Burrow doesn't have. That's, that's a big part of it. You may think that's unfair, but that's obviously the reason why. Had Deshaun Watson not had any trouble off the field and had st still been the same great quarterback that he was in Houston and came to Cleveland, I don't think it would Nobody be would talked about. Nobody would More than any other the contract. The, con think, so. the contract gets mentioned because of everything he went through. And then it looked like he gets rewarded with the biggest guaranteed contract in NFL history after all of that. That's why the contract gets mentioned. I, I, I never understood the reward thing. The, the, you don't get rewarded. It's the market value. That's true. Yeah. If a team's willing but to pay guys, it, yes. Yeah. You, I'm glad you used market value because I had a conversation with someone who's covered the league for many, many years about that right there, market value. 
And we've talked on this show, did the Browns overpay? Well, the Browns had a unquenchable thirst at that position. Yes. They hadn't been able to figure it out. They had this massive need. They're not falling out of trees. They weren't going to get one through the draft now that they've been upgraded in the talent cycle. Yeah. So they had no choice. They had to go out and do what they did. Right. I had people tell me at the time, this will not reset the guaranteed dollars in the NFL. And I didn't know if I believed that or not at first. I believe it now because the proof's in the pudding. Yeah. We've had four big-name contracts yeah. signed with guys that have had more success, and they have not had that guaranteed number of Deshaun's at yeah, 230. I, for me, personally, you're right. Technically, letter of the law. I look at this as a much bigger contract because I don't see any way on earth that he doesn't get that le- end of that contract. Right, unless he just completely unfolds. Which and is we, unlikely. We just don't see that coming. Or, or yeah. they just re, you know make give him a new contract I, from the time I, we I get look to at, that last year. I look at all quarterbacks as guaranteed contracts because I haven't seen it, a, as long as they're great players. Yeah, I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a quarterback get that money and then get cut. I just haven't seen. Well, it. no, it's happened. Wentz and Goff. Yeah, they got they huge got traded. contracts. They got traded. Well, I I, I just and I just look at Carson cut. Wentz. Carson Wentz got paid. Right. But what what is the percentage chance that Joe Burrow is going to fall turn into play? Carson Wentz? Yeah, I think very small. You're but right. at the same time, when Carson Wentz was playing at an MVP level, what you, who would have said at that point? Oh yeah, he'll be out of football in three. Right. Years. But yeah. in the end, the difference between two nineteen guaranteed and two thirty is is obviously negligible. negligible. But still, but the bar has been set. I will and no say one this though. It. You know, people were like, people were. I saw some people scoffing us and said, "Oh, they said Joe Burrow was going to take a hometown discount." Blah blah. I mean, listen, he's per year. The whole contract, it's the highest paid contract ever. He could have demanded the whole thing. He could have said, you got to pay me the whole thing guaranteed or I'm not signing. He could have gotten and, it. And, and he would have eventually gotten it somewhere or somehow, but he didn't do that in the end. It's a, Obviously, it's a great contract, but I yes. I think he overplayed his hand about how he was so adamant that he was going <clears> to <throat> play his whole career in Cincinnati. I just think that you lose bargaining power when you do that. I mean, he still got it. He still got paid. He got paid. I know, but I, te- I texted Bull at the combine and yeah. said they're signing him, and they, yeah. his name should be Joe Paycor Burrow because yeah, right. the whole reason that they were able <laughs> right. to sign him is because they sold the naming rights. That's it's why it. they sold the naming rights right. for the first time is to give it to Joe Burrow. Yeah. So it's Joe Paycor. And they got to pay. I, I, they probably are. They should sign both Higgins and Chase. They probably won't. They won't. They'll probably. They I get bet, one of the two, but they're well, not getting both. they'll sign Chase. You have to yeah, sign Chase. Yeah, you have Chase. to sign Chase. And they'll you take probably, the, my guess is they'll franchise Higgins and I have mean, him for one more year I think that's year. exactly yeah. what's going to happen. The terms never came out on the Paycord deal. I yeah. think it's 16 years, but the financials, it's over 100. Like, almost always. It has to be. Naming rights are over 100, yeah. but I don't know how far over 100. Yeah. But that's going directly to him. I don't know how much is going to be left over for the other guys. Remember that yeah. his this contract does not kick in until twenty twenty five. So yeah, it's an extension. He signed through the be- guys for the Bengals through twenty nine. Let me ask you this: All things being equal, knowing yeah. what we know today, going into the season, yeah, I tell you, you're the Browns. You can have Burrow at two seventy five, two nineteen locked, or you can have Deshaun Watson two thirty, two thirty locked. I mean, right now today, there's nobody on the planet that would take. I take Burrow. Burrow. Yeah. I take Burrow. Yeah, there, there's there. If you look just on now, there wouldn't be very many people that would take Deshaun Watson over Joe Burrow. However, you got to also look that number for Deshaun Watson at two thirty is because of the Browns' ineptitude. When you That's are fair. bad, yes. well, the Bengals have been you pretty have damn inept too. What, well, they have, but they lucked into but, their but franchise they, guy but in the they, draft. They, but they, they drafted him. We yeah. got Baker Mayfield. They got Joe Burrow. So when you miss on Baker. And you got the team around it, and you got to get it now, and you're in a pinch. You're going to have to pay a premium. That's right. If I want a red-eye flight tonight, it's cost me more, right? Yep. yep. You yep. needed that's a fine. red-eye quarterback. That's right. 
I, I got no problem. He's a red-eye quarterback. <laughs> like and you know what? He's He's ah, Jason pushed me. He had three. He had three haymakers today. I had none. I had to get one off. Hey, man, here's, here's the bottom line on the on the Sean Watson contract. There's two things that are going to happen. He's going to get back to being a great quarterback, and then we don't care how much they spent on him. Nope. Yeah. Or he, he's just shot for whatever reason. He can't get it together. He's just mediocre and nothing. And, and even if they would have only guaranteed him $150 million, it still would have been a disaster. And then we all going to look crazy. Yeah, you're right. If he's that guy. It just makes it more of a disaster, it's just more of a disaster. Yes. Million. If he plays great, you're still going to care about the contract in a few years. And I'll, yes, but... Yeah, because the cap hit. But, you, but you're like, okay, well, we had to do I'm it. He's start, great. I'm starting to dig into this a little bit more. I might write something next week. Oh, they week. pushed it oh, all back. Oh, okay. Yeah, say, just, say, what, say, what I, say what you texted me first before oh, you get into what you're going to say. I, I lost my earpiece again. What did he say? Say what you first. What, this morning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, I think, you know, in talking to some p- people, I, I think that the reason that they're able to do this is because of Jimmy's liquidity. And his he has more cash than a lot of NFL owners. So by redoing these contracts, they turn it into bonuses that you have to pay up front. So you pay yeah, that money d- now, and other owners don't have that money to but pay those guys right doesn't now. doesn't there come a bill due on that? Yes. With the, and on and the cap. that's what yes. I'm... I've, the the I, Buccaneers this year have like $75 million in dead cap money. 35 of it from Tom Brady and from doing the same thing. Anchor. And the Falcons, what the Falcons did with Matt Ryan, restructuring every year, they ended up having just cap misery. Now, you don't care about this right now. I get it. Like, don't care about it. Yeah, four Spangles years. Bengals on now. Sunday. But there will become a day. But there is going to be a reckoning the, for the this. The bill is going to come due. Right. It's not this year. It's not next year. No, but it's the a couple bill years is going to come and due. And if you win, it doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter. No. And, and, if you don't. But you know what? You have to L.A. Rams win. Yes, you can't of course. Just yeah. Yeah. No, you got it with yeah. Super Bowl. Because that's an ultimate debacle yeah. failure, too. Jay, I've had more fun watching the Bengals the last two years than I ever have. Like, I love Boomer. I love Kenny Anderson. There were some good moments with Andy Dalton. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl twice when I was a kid. Sure. But I've never had more fun watching the Bengals than the last two years. But ultimately, and they got, obviously, they got as close as you can get without winning. They lost sure. the Super Bowl on the la- essentially the last play, play of the, of the game. game. But if they don't win a Super Bowl, it's it's a massive disappointment in the end. You're right. If you have a quarterback that gives you a chance, the Bengals do, the Browns do, or at least we think the Browns do, if you don't win the Super Bowl, it's a disappointment. It is. No, <laughs> and, and the, the level of that disappointment is yeah. tied to how much it handicaps your team after that run. Because, again, there are Rams fans today that are crying in their beer but they have championship champagne that's right. all in their hands. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And that's okay. I'll and I'll it. trade three, four bad years. I've I've traded 30 bad years right. and got nothing, for nothing. to show if, for you, if the Browns win the Super Bowl over the next four years, I let them good. suck in 2030, whatever. Right. You're, you're right. When yeah. you guys but you better win. and you be yeah. out of here, I'll, I'll, I'll play the guards role and say, listen, don't worry about Social Security. You guys will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and the national debt is what? <laughs> we don't care. I'll, G. Bush going to tell you we drank Kool-Aid 30 years ago. That Kool-Aid cost us millions and billions in deficit money. But who cares? We got a ring, right? We won. I, I, I enjoyed it. That's it. Yeah, we've got to win. That's it. And ultimately, this team is going to be judged on winning a Super Bowl. That's it. And it, that road starts... Sunday at one o'clock. Woo. Exactly. Can't believe 48 it. Forty-eight hours from right now, Can't guys. Can't believe it. We're going to be like kids at Christmas, and I know you guys will at home if yep. you're at the game, wherever you're watching. Enjoy it. Have fun with this season. We think it's going to be a great season. We hope it is, anyhow. And um, we love that you're with us. We shattered our numbers the last two weeks. Shattered our Friday numbers today. You fans are the best. Even when I yell at you, 
I still love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a big part of it. It's awesome. No overtime. Today. Are you simping for the fans? Yep. Uh, yes. I'm simping awesome. for we the do, fans. We do yeah. simp for the fans. Yeah. And, and that's a good reminder. There is no overtime. We have a staff meeting we all have to get to. So yes. no overtime today. Big announcement coming next week. Post game show. Gio, are you doing a barbershop today? Is there a barbershop today? Not today. Is there, I don't remember. Was it Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday? I can't I mean, remember. pull it together. No, it's Monday. Monday. Uh, okay, but you barbershop can listen, on Monday. You can listen to my radio show, though, too. You can listen His to that. radio show on Saturday. Yeah, it's a take. It's a UCSS takeover. And yeah. there's four of us it from is, now man. on. To the By end. the way, I had a member of the 92.3 The Fan staff text me today and say, what an absolute joke that we are not allowed to go on your show. Oh, wow. Well, listen, I think it hurts them, and I think it hurts us. Stupid. It'd be great to, allowed, it'd be great uh, to, we would take them. For we the take record. them? We would Absolutely. take them. Listen, our, our, our hearts are open. Our hearts are like, open. This is a fraternity. We're all in this <laughs> business together. And this Ridiculous. idea, I thought the same thing at ESPN. I would be asked to go on shows on Fox. Can't do it. So dumb. Stupid. <laughs> go Browns. Right. Peace. See you guys Monday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.